the Wildcats pre-season Southwest Tour. We are looking forward to this. Greg Hire, good morning, mate. How are you? Oh, absolutely fantastic, man. I'm just on, on babysitting duties at the moment. So, uh, it's, called parent, it's called parenting, mate. Just get oh, those, just get those, that, get those terms right, mate, all right? <laughs> when no, they're yours, no. it's called parenting. <laughs> now, the Perth Wildcats are pleased to announce the first games of the 2017-18 uh, campaign. They begin in less than a month, and you're going to play nine pre-season games in total, mate, the first of which will be played in the Southwest in a two-game series with the Adelaide 36ers, which is just great for local fans. Looking forward to that? Yeah, for sure, mate. It's, um, it's always good to stick up to the Southwest and... Uh, or go down or whatever you say, but um, <laughs> and obviously you know we're going to be on the road for a, oh, a pretty lengthy stint. Um, I think you know we play seven games after that, and yep. you know we're away for about oh, six or seven days at a time, which is um, obviously um, you know in terms of preparation for the NBL season. So it's good to obviously play in front of some fans. You know, obviously there is a, a really loyal fan base down in Bunbury and, and Margs. So um, yep. and also gives our fan, uh, our family to see us as well play, um, which should, should be an exciting season. Yeah, it should be. Now the first game's on Friday, the first of September in Eton. Um, before you head further south on Sunday, the third of September for that afternoon clash of Margaret River. And as part of the Southwest Tour, you're hosting a few coaching clinics in Margaret River for primary and high school age kids as well, which is fantastic. What does that entail? Yeah, look, I mean, the, the club has a massive emphasis on, on the community approach and, and, you know, we reciprocate that from, you know, getting 12,000 out of game. So we have a little bit of fun, you know. Obviously, the clinics are just a way to, you know, um, mix around with the with the, the squad and um, have a little bit of a laugh. But um, I know uh, 50 people, I think the first 50 people that sign up, um, as part of the clinics, actually get a free ticket to yeah, the game do. as well. Yeah, they so, do. Yeah, they do. They receive a free ticket to the Sunday game. Yep, so that's a huge initiative, and and, and Sunday is Father's Day, so it's my first Father's Day, so I hope everyone uh, you know comes and spoils us because uh, it'll be a great family. So day what are you, what are you hoping for, mate? Something from BCF or what? Oh, <laughs> you, you'd hope so, or Bunnings. I mean, Bunnings. I don't know what I'd do with it. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd just feel more manly, but <laughs> unfortunately, that's, that's uh, where my talent lies. Yeah, and uh, as you say, the, uh, the the following seven games will all be played in the Eastern States as you get a little reacquainted with life on the road ahead of your championship defence. It's going to be another great season, mate. We're all looking, really looking forward to following the journey. And uh, it's always great to chat with you. Greg Hire from the Perth Wildcats. Take it easy, mate. We'll see you down here beginning of next month. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it, mate. As we do every couple of weeks, Bunbury Mayor Gary Brennan. Hello, Gary. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Now, uh, we did speak yesterday about the Kumbana footbridge, so we'll leave that alone, basically. Now, there is a bit of a new medical centre opening up. Tell us about that, though. Yeah, look, uh, d- delighted to uh, see a um, medical group. Uh, it may only be a sole practitioner or a group, not sure, but they've just got planning approval that we gave at the council meeting this week for them to um, convert a an older residential house in Victoria Road in Glen Iris. Oh, so okay, good. That, that's fantastic for that area. Young families um, need a doctor's presence out there, so fantastic we're able to support them with uh, planning approval. Good. Now, there's also a bit of a heritage issue in East Bunbury. What's that about? There's a bit of a decision. Yeah, look, uh, unfortunately, a, a couple of people own this old house in uh, East Bunbury in Austral Prey, which is part of our heritage precinct. And obviously, uh, they love the house and um, they've been living in it for a while. But unfortunately, in the house has been flooded a couple of times. And over the years, it's just deteriorated to the point where they've got no option but to demolish the building. And uh, we uh, we debated that last night to give them approval to go ahead and demolish the building so they can do a subdivision and build a, 
a contemporary house, but still in fitting with that that heritage precinct of East Bunbury. But it was devastating for them to have to do that. But the house is just dilapidated to the extent it was just no longer livable. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it, really? It hey, is. listen, with um, I know we spoke about the Kumbana footbridge thing yesterday, and that's sort of been done to death for the moment. And we've just got to wait for see what the, uh, the cost is going to be and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it's sort of uh, got a few people interested in going along to council meetings, which is I hear there's been a lot of people there too, which is just great because anybody's allowed to go along to a council meeting, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We live screen as well, Ian, but it's great to see people actually occupying to overflow proportions the uh, public gallery we have at the in the chamber here. And that's that was one this week and then a few weeks ago when we had the parking issue, uh, the gallery was full of people again. So it's fantastic that people take that opportunity, come along, ask questions, make deputations, actually see and hear the debate and then applaud or boo. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's all. It's all democracy. <laughs> Can you guys think you can organise the same sort of sex marriage issue and get uh, those boys sorted out? Because I tell you what, you know, the democratic process um, is great locally, but I tell you what, federally, the democratic process is just becoming a bit of a bloody joke lately. Anyway, Gary, yeah, good to talk to you again as usual, mate. Take it easy and we'll chat with you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Ian. All the best. Trends, brands, advertising. Marketing man Barry Urquhart on Triple M. Yes, a very good morning, mate. How are you today? I'm exceedingly well and enjoying the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come well, on. I've got 200 DUs and about 150 lambs on the property at the moment. They're enjoying it. Well, let's hope you don't have any foxes then. Well, well we've got foxes, and, uh, but they're contained by two alpacas. They're the best oh, good. dogs. Oh, really? I've never heard about that before. That's good. All right, mate, we're talking about professional associations today, are we? Yes, indeed we are. And I think that the controversy in recent times of the CPA, which were paying their uh, chief executive a salary of... $1.8 million a year, and then when they retrenched him, paid something in the order of uh, $5 million to do so, has put a big cast of uh, plume and gloom over CPAs, because many accountants today find that when they are having meetings with their clients, the first message is, what can we do to actually lower your fees? So the integrity of uh, you know accountants saying you must contain costs to their client companies is now under question, because if they can't administer their own professional association, it does not look good for the profession. No, not at all. And I think this is part of the problem. Now, you know, you've got something like unions with the CFMEU and that or CFMEU mm. uh, exactly taints that sort of thing. And of course, when people in the media, in particular, go to uh, industry groupings and say to the real estate agents, "Well, hold on, what's the marketplace like in, uh, now?" Uh, and for between now and say the onset of the global financial crisis, I'm told that there's never been a better time than right this moment to buy real estate. There's got to be importance of the brand and the integrity of associations, and more particularly, what is their role? That's the big question that has been asked by a lot of members who are saying, "I've just got my renewal membership notice. Uh, I'm having to pay five hundred, a thousand dollars." Am I getting value in my membership of these professional associations? What do you actually advise people to do? Just instead of actually blindly paying it, have a bit of a think about it and just go through it. 
Exactly, and I think that what you've got to say is, are you a member because they're a political lobby group? Are they a skills training group? Are the MBA, the Master Builders Association, do have apprenticeships? Uh, there's you know, passive uh, complementary income streams for that association for financial planning and insurance. There's bulk purchasing opportunities such as air travel, insurance, professional services. There's setting standards and monitoring those sort of things. I think that it comes down to a final conclusion where everyone has to sit back and say, does your membership generate more income as a consequence of your association membership because at the moment business is tough, everyone's worried about cash flow and they're saying I want my association to generate more customers, more business, more profitability and more cash flow if not, I'm not getting value There you go, too many of them sit back and they get their money in and they actually don't service their clients, I know. Mate, thanks very much for that Good advice as usual, we'll catch you again next week Looking forward to it, Ian. 